Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. July 20th, excuse me, June 20th, 620, 2021, damn it. Yesterday was Juneteenth. Um, I was going to record yesterday, but then I didn't because I felt like I would have had to talk about it. And I don't really want to talk about it. But I'm willing to talk to you about why I don't want to talk about it. I'm sensitive about my shit, right? So I feel like the whole um, presidential, the whole debate about the former president, the current president, I really don't want to mention either one of their names and give either one of them any burn if I don't have to. Not because I don't feel like it's important or not because, um, well, this guy don't fucking want to. I don't have a dog in the fight. I think all that shit trash. So, everybody is so left or right, if you will. And I feel as if those that don't care for the current president-elect, like they don't, they don't, they don't vibe with him at all, with the old man. So, because they feel negatively about him, because he's chosen to make Juneteenth a recognized official national holiday I don't feel like people are going to have anything positive to say about that freedom you know I love Braveheart remember that part when his face was blue, William Wallace he was like freedom and he dropped the sash yeah I feel a different type of way about real freedom like that freedom that doesn't give a shit if it inconveniences you or the next guy or even fucking me. It's real fucking freedom, right? Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like to hear other people's... Although I respect everybody's opinions and I'll never lash out to say whether anybody's right or wrong, even in situations and circumstances where I'm willing to express myself to the left or right and how I feel... Um, I got the right to not want to hear that like that bullshit, right? But I will talk to you about Father's Day. As I'm leaving the cemetery, both cemeteries, seeing my grandfather, Joseph Pinson Sr. And my father, Joseph Pinson Jr. That's right. That makes me King Joseph Pinson III. So the one thing I gathered from both my father and my grandfather was to always try to have your own, right? They didn't necessarily push me in that direction as far as what my employment would be. I wish they would have because then I would have known to uh, employ myself early on. But either way, they told me that kings don't take orders from nobody. And that's the ultimate freedom that I'm always talking about, me, myself, seeking but I figured I'd come to you today and give you just a couple of brief stories about my grandpa, Joe, and my pops, Big Joseph. Rest in peace to both of you. I miss you very, 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 very much. But let me tell you how biased my grandpa was, my granddaddy Joe, Joe Pinson Sr. So, I was working in the post office, which I currently do when I can, I can slash want to, feel like it. I want to, whatever. 
but I was working on a route that um, the regular rounds of delivery were to the local police police department, police station. There was an an older woman in there that I used to joke around with a lot, not in a flirty way, but just funny. Um, her name was Marcella, and there was another um, young lady, or older lady in there named Fran. And the only reason I'm calling them older because at the time I was younger, right? talking like 2004 I believe anyway my grandpa had a stepdaughter I had no idea that's who this young lady was so this one day in particular I wore my shop stewards badge which had my full name on it Joseph Pinson III the king the ruler's back and she's like yo um, is your name Joseph Henson the third I'm, and me with my smart ass mouth I'm like well that's what the goddamn tag say I ain't wearing nobody else shit yo I'm the type I don't even like to wear jerseys cause it got another dude name on my back I don't get down like that weird anyway I'm like yeah that, that's, that's me what's up she's like your grandfather has been looking for you your entire life what Okay. Like, what you talking about? You know my grandpa. How you know Papa? She's like, my name's Marcella. I'm your father's stepsister. I'm your grandfather's stepdaughter. I'm like, wow. She put me in contact with the old man. We reconnected and it was so great because the fact is, is me and my sister, Kimberly, Kimberly, I love you. Me and my sister Kimberly have been searching for those paternal grounds uh, just about our entire lives because um, we, we are well aware and um, have all knowledge of what my mother's roots are, but not really my pops. It's a damn family secret, it would seem. But anyway, we connected with the old man. He lived in Plant City, which is, I don't know, it seems like it's 10,000 miles away from where we were because those damn long-ass, boring-ass, cornfield-ass, um, orange grove as mangrove grove as um, avocado grove that's all you see on the drive there right so I, don't, I wonder how far Plant City is away from you maybe it's probably like six hours maybe huh? anyway I digress we would go see the old man and it was so dope but at last right when we connected with him in that way um, the man upstairs called him home it sucked but he was a he was a fucking warrior man the old man had yo he smoked like non-filtered cigarettes from the time he was like 14 right old man like 80 years old he had glaucoma cataracts emphysema lung cancer he had all of that shit and he was battling it he was fighting it and he seemed to be winning the battle and guess what damn killed him can you guess can you guess can you guess nope the shingles fucking crazy fucking crazy and the thing is is me and my sister were on our way rushing to go up there and she was about to leave my slow ass one morning when um my aunt was like yo y'all don't rush joe just passed it sucked it hurt then i'm still hurt now so it sucked but rather than me gripe on the time that i didn't get to spend with him I'm going to gain an appreciation for the fact that I did get to spend some time with him before he passed away, right? 
that I did get to meet up with him and go to his home and lay with him and talk my shit and he talked his shit and, and we shared some intimate moments over food, which is, you know, my favorite. But I remember like one of the times when um, we went up there to see him, right? I, I was so jovial. I was so happy. I was so like proud to see Joe Senior knowing I'm Joseph Third, and we would take my dad up there and my dad would turn into like, he, my dad would melt. He would turn into like a little boy in front of his pops. And then I realized like my pops had been living with a, once my grandfather passed away, that my pops had been living with a broken heart his whole life. You see, my father's youngest brother was set up and murdered by um, his best friends. And then my father's dad passed away. So both of those events um, left my pops with a broken heart. And later on in his life, when he fell ill, he told me like, like, the cancer fight. He's like, Joe, I'm tired. I won't be with my daddy and my brothers. Tough. Tough. But anyway, we would when it was time to leave, I would I would go hug my granddaddy and I would hug him tight. Like really tight. I, I would like pat my, my my face on his face or you know, like just really close to him, like on some loving grandson, like I love you, I miss you type shit. And my granddaddy would say some shit like, um, oh, hold on, let's back up a little bit. Let's acknowledge the fact that my sister, my older sister, Kimberly Leshawn Pinson, has been the entire family's favorite my entire life. I've been playing second fiddle my entire life. So even at my very best, I could only be second best because my pops... Kimberly was his princess, his angel, his perfection. My grandfather felt the same way. My great-grandfather felt the same way. My grandma, my cousins, my aunts, my uncle, everybody felt the same way. Kimberly was, she's that kid. She was that kid. So I would go hug my granddaddy. And at the time, um, I was like big into my bodybuilding. So I was, I was big. And I'm not tall by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm colossal. At least I was back then. I was a solid 265 at the time, and I'm only 5'9", so I was thick. So my granddaddy like, God damn, Jojo, let me go. It's too hot for this. Boy, how, how, how much you weighing right now? What's your weight? I said, I don't know, probably mid-260s right now. He said, damn. I'm, I'm gonna give like folks who ain't black, my white and my Hispanic and my other race people, I'm gonna give you guys some game right now the way black people talk. If you want somebody to get back, you say get back. But if you want somebody to like get back, really get back, you say back back. You double your words, you double it up, right? The young, you young kids are doubling things up like that these days. But it wasn't really like that. You gotta hold your vowels. When you're, you know, we're around the black community. My granddaddy said, boy, you need to bag back. So not just back, not just back back. He said, you need to bag back. He said, boy, it's too hot for that. Get your hands off me. You need to bag back from the table. You're eating too much. Bag back up off me. It's too hot. Back up. Now it was too hot to be hugging me. And I was too fat. He wanted me to push off away from the table. I'm eating too much. But he... Immediately grabbed my sister. Mm, come here, Kimmy. Give granddaddy some sugar. Mm, 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 mm. But it's too hot to be hugging on me. Whatever. So my pops, happy happy Father's Day, pops. I miss you, Big Joseph. So my pops, he wasn't a racist. 
because he was equally arrogant and hated every goddamn body to the same accord. If you was black, you was a nigga. If you was white, you was a cracker. If you was Hispanic, you was a Chico. If you were Asian, any any Asian denomination, you were a chink. So when I was first trying to build up BAM Athletics, which I obviously I'm still in the process. Although BAM Athletics will have some supplements, some products coming to you live here within the next maybe 10 days, hopefully. Got my own supplement brand, it's pretty dope. When you see that gorilla, you're gonna see the gorilla. But anyway, I would take my pops to um I would take my pops to these business meetings with me with these big wigs, places that I had no business. I was faking it till I make it. You know, I would I would, you know, raise up a few dollars, whatever, whatever. And even then, like whatever corporation it is or whatever business I was um, partaking in, wherever I was fronting at, they would usually pick up the tab. But I would just, I would go and I would absorb the knowledge, right? But my father, his years in the military and thereafter, he was well traveled. He'd been to Germany and all kind of other places. He was forward artillery in the military. He had been to Vietnam. I said, Viet fucking damn. That Forrest Gump shit. But I would take my pops. And I remember this one time I don't remember what restaurant we were sitting at But it was somewhere My black ass ain't had no business I, I couldn't afford the free water in there But I knew the bill would be picked up right So I took my pops Now I went and bought my pops Some Stacy Adams Black community that's big business Went and bought my pops Some Stacy Adams Some square toe joints Very nice pair of slacks And um, if you knew my dad, you knew he was one of those people that, like, he had to get super clean everywhere he went. Everywhere he went, Joseph had to be dapper. So he called me and he said, we going out. I cut his hair. I was his barber. Cut his hair. I shaved him up. Shaped up his um, Fu Manchu mustache because that's how he used to rock. Weirdo. My dad had some funny-ass hair, like some Indian-type hair. Well, he used to brush his hair backwards. Black people don't brush their hair backwards. What, what, what are you doing? And although I ain't got no hair, Pops died with a full dome. Full dome. Pretty curly ass hair. But my granddaddy was half white. My granddaddy was half Asian, so I'm pretty sure that's where the texture of his hair came from. Not half Asian. My granddaddy was half Irish. My, my great-grandmother Maggie, Maggie Carr, was 100% Irish. So my granddaddy had some kinky-ass, funky-ass, funny-ass hair. And so did my Pops. Uh, that's why he didn't tr- trust everybody else to cut it. Because he had those those calyx in the back of his head. He had like four or five of them. And they grew funny. And if you go against it, you, you would give him a patch. And, and then he'd probably give you a black eye. But we go to this dinner. And we in there with some big wigs. At the time, I was driving an old beat-up Durango. And we pulled in. Everybody had big body Benzes and BMWs and Aston Martins and all kind of stuff. And I was a little ashamed. So I, I didn't want a valet. And plus I had my pistol under the seat So I kind of parted Durango in the back of the parking lot And we walked Which he, the old man complained the whole way It's too hot, you got me out here in this three-piece suit I'm sweating my vest I, I'm going to spill my yak He wasn't drinking yak But it just sounds like it fits there So we went inside Now, my pa's from Liberty City We went inside Immediately he turned into Carlton Banks We sit down He's got his legs crossed He's ordered some wine that by the glass was like a full tank of gas. He has the wine in between his two, he has his hand, his palm pointed up, and he's stirring the wine 
with his in the wine glass. He's smelling it. He's wiping the rim. He's looking at the wine as if he's inspecting it up against the light, as if he's it's a hundred dollar bill. He wants to make sure it's not counterfeit. He, you know, he's sipping. And finally, the um the con- the business conversation gets to me, and I, you know, I talk about my presentation and what my outlook is, what I plan for um Bam Athletics, where I plan for it to go. You know, in the near future, um, there were some investors there who showed interest, and um. One of them said, well, who, who's the gentleman next to you? And I said, oh, th- this is my father. I'm Joseph III, and this is my father, Joseph Jr. My father, with this most um, uninterested look on his face, is kind of looking in the distance. And the conversation is to the left, and he's looking at the distance to the right. He's giving us his profile, which I felt was like super disrespectful. So I'm hitting him with my knee under the table. I'm trying to hit him with my knee, but I can't because... This sophisticated Negro's got his legs crossed. He's ordered the lamb and a whole bunch of other shit that is, um, of course, is a la carte. And I can't afford it, but I know these people picking up the tab. So, I mean, whatever. But I'm still looking at him sideways. Finally, he, the, the, the gentleman gets the attention of my father. And now the entire table, there's 20 people at this table, are looking at my father. And, and my father, they said, um, excuse me, Mr. Penson. Where are you from? Such and such, this, that, and the other. And my father's answering very bland. He's answering very, very matter of fact, very what if, very, um, like I said, uninterested. And finally, I don't remember how the man asked, but what he asked was more or less like, hey, hey what's wrong? Are you okay? But it wasn't in that way. It was in a far more sophisticated way. And my father looks at the man between his eyebrows. He sits down his glass and he said, boredom besets me. There, there's me. What the? What? Um, excuse. Pardon me. My father said boredom besets me. And before you know it, my father has controlled the entire conversation because now he's talking about Vietnam and Schaffenberg, Germany, and and the way he's eating and the places he's been and all over the globe. And I'm there like, yo, I've traveled too, but they're more interested in my father. At the end of the dinner. My pop says, when the bill comes, they've set the bills individually in front of the parties. And of course, in my, me and my father are in a two-person party. So when they go to throw it, all the bills together for the corporation head or whoever it was to pick up the tab, my dad pulls ours back and says, um, Pensons don't take handouts. Me and my son will take care of our own. And he pulls back our bill you know it's in that that billfold type thing the plastic enclosure and he pulls it back and sets it in front of me and the man who my father was engaging the primary conversation with kind of stands a bit he's not all the way out of the the chair but he looks at my dad he says I know exactly how you feel kudos to you sir and now I'm looking at my daddy like you son of a bitch I gotta pick up this goddamn tab now yo I opened up that envelope And immediately it looked like somebody left a social security number on the bottom of that goddamn bill with a 20% mandatory tip in it. Our bill was $400 and change. Immediately I grabbed my phone. I started moving my PayPal to my bank account, my cash app to my bank account, my Venmo to my bank account, checking out Zelle, checking my stocks, trying to deposit. Yo, I'm dead broke. I 
yo, I don't know how my card went through. Of course, I needed my, my overdraft, my extra money for the overdraft. I had to use it from my account. But I could not believe this prideful. That was his last goddamn BAM Athletics dinner. I promise you that. <laughs> so much pride, man. Um, if you listen to my podcast, I wish I knew the exact episode. But I talk about what me and my brother thought that we were bigger than my pops and we was going to jump on him because he embarrassed us inside of this fish market. But he took us outside and put the cables on both eyes. Put the jumper cables on both eyes. He was the positive and the negative. He put the jumper cables on our ass out there. Fuck you, Anthony. My brother Anthony, I love you. But fuck you for leaving me by myself to fight that old man when it was supposed to be a two-on-one. But anyway, I'm going to show my age here. Me and my brother would collect the bottles that are on the ground in the neighborhood. We'd steal them from people's backyards. Whatever we had to do. But there was a return deposit on those glass, large Pepsi, Sprite, Mountain Dew, Fanta A and W root beer Whatever it was You used to be able to get a 10 cents For those And we would gather up I'm not bullshit We had this red wagon We would gather up At least Two or three hundred of them Or however many it was But anyway We gathered it up And we, we got some money And when we went to the go, to Golden Rule Fish Market Which is still alive and well On US 1 in Perrine Or Perrine Depending on You know What side of the Railroad tracks you're from Where you get your Kunk salad at But Me And my brother Saved some money so when we went, we saved some money and my pops used to, like if we got good grades, which back then I was very studious, we got good grades or if it was like a random Friday or payday Friday, if we, or if we wanted it or we had done something, we had done our chores without being asked, we would get rewarded. We would get rewarded to the tune of my father doing a fish fry or a, and a crab boil and I used to love rainbow trout and pops used to, um, do that for us so we figured we get extra and we saved our money from collecting the bottles and when we got to the front we put our money on the table blam we gonna help pay for it and my pops had tears in his eyes my pops was like you two motherfuckers as a grown man me being a grown man do you think i need you to help me take care of my own household with my own children all that pride i didn't understand it and i'm gonna wrap this up before i start becoming emotional I'm an old man, my emotions be all over the place. But the good shit and the bad shit that I learned from my dad, the parts where he was a good father, the parts where he was a bad father, the parts he was up, the parts he was down, the left, right, left, right, select, A, B, start. All those times, good and bad, it was just more lessons learned. And for sure, I was militant with my first daughter. I relaxed a bit with the second daughter. And with, by the time I had my son, my third child, I understood the difference between being raised with survival and being raised with love. Now, even when my father was the tough guy, he was always kissy, touchy, feely with his children. And I don't know R. Kelly shit. Pause, man. My pa, I still remember the fucking feel of that big Tom Selleck type mustache and the smell of a Budweiser kissing me on my cheek even as I was a grown man and for that thanks pops you taught me how to love my own kids early so to all you dads to all you fathers to all you stepdads for all you father figures that take time out of your life that you make the sudden necessary sacrifices. People say that you should not be um, commended for doing the things that 
you're supposed to do anyway, I say bullshit. Take a minute, reflect and recognize what you do. Cheers to you, gents. Bambaracos.